Hey, my name is Kevin Clark. I'm the host of a new football podcast called Slow News Day. I want to tell you about it. On Mondays, Lindsey Jones and I will recap the weekend in football that was, as well as look ahead to what's next. On Wednesday, the normal Slow News Day, the thing you've been watching for years, current players, current coaches, current analysts talking about the football world. And on Friday... It's a wild card. Could be some college football, could be more pro stuff. It's a video podcast, so you can watch it on Spotify or listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. Follow on Spotify. It's Slow News Day. It's the Ringers Philly special presented by FanDuel. The playoff action is heating up, and with FanDuel, you can bet on everything from the NBA Finals MVP to who's going to lift the Stanley Cup. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page, plus start betting on the pulse and get paid instantly when you win. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Philly is a tough city. Uh, you know, they're going to tell you why it is, and you know, I love it. I like Philadelphia because... Hello and welcome to the Ringers Phillies special. It's the Sixers show. It's Chris Ryan and Raheem Palmer and the Sixers are leading the Celtics 3-2 in the Eastern Conference semifinals after beating up on Boston in Boston 115-103. Raheem, I feel like you kind of called this. I just had a feeling like I, I don't like. You know, the biggest thing that I saw from the last game is like when you look at the pace of these games, they're slow paced games. Like game one was 89 possessions. Game two was 93 possessions. Game three was 94 possessions. But game four, which we had a lead for most of the game, uh-huh. 83 possessions, uh, just a slower paced game. The Celtics weren't getting out in transition. We weren't turning the ball over. And I felt like there was some, there was going to be some type of carryover effect. And the biggest thing is everybody's looking at James Harden. Everybody's looking at Joel Embiid. But we were tied 2-2, and we hadn't gotten a good game from Tyrese Maxey yet. Or so Harris. I just, or really yeah, a tough so, Tobias Harris game. Yeah, so I just kind of felt like we had a chance to really steal it. And then, you know, I, I'm into the, like, 
obviously, you know, Bill hired me to do gambling stuff. And when I look at my model, it's like my model has these teams, you know, rated pretty evenly. But for whatever reason, the Celtics are like seven and a half point favorites. And, and I'm like, yo, these are, are close. These are close games. So I just kind of felt like we had a chance to win this in six. I felt like this one was almost a, a facsimile of this last game. I mean, obviously, we got better performances from Maxi and Harris. But that same kind of thing where I'm like, Boston knows the game is happening, right? You know what I mean? Like these guys are going to start playing soon. And I think like the last game, you just saw the barrage of threes and you just saw this kind of like wave hit the Sixers a little bit and they were able to hold them off. This time it just felt like the Sixers had an answer. Every time the Celtics put together four nothing runs or anything like that, it was like, nah, here comes a maxi three. Here comes Embiid at the free throw line, pick and roll with Harden. Here comes like all these just kind of like real bread and butter plays that Doc can run. And it just never felt like Boston was really, really back in this, nor did it feel like they thought they were going to win. Like, I don't like to over, over diagnose body language, but there's something funky about this Celtics team, which I'm, I know Celtics fans feel, but there's just something like a little bit off. Like they, they kind of either expect we're going back to the finals and we just have to like easy pass it there. But I don't know. It just felt like they were never really that competitive today, except for maybe smart. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, you saw the bio, body language. You know, after game four, they were asking Jalen Brown in the press conference um, why he only took three shots. And he's like, I guess I got to, you know, force to get the ball more. Um, and, you know, in this game, it just felt like, you know, Tatum, he came out just like he did the last game. He, like, he didn't play well to start the game in the first quarter. And, you know, the one thing about the Celtics team is that I kind of look at them like, Almost like a, a Maury era rocket. Like that's exactly. Dude, I was three- gonna say the same thing. <laughs> that's so crazy. <laughs> I was gonna say the same thing because I was like, I can't imagine cheering for this Celtics team because you're just like, oh, Horford's 0 for seven from three. I might as well go do something else with my night. Yeah, like, and you know, like Tim Bomb says, he put the numbers out. When the Celtics hit forty percent or better from three this season, they were thirty four and two. When they don't, they're twenty nine and twenty seven. And tonight, I mean, they just didn't shoot the ball well. 12 of 38. So, I mean, this was a 12-point game. It was probably more of a 20-point game. But it just felt like if the Celtics had made their threes, you know, maybe this is a game that goes to, cl- goes to clutch time. It's funny. I, you know, just this whole entire playoffs and these different series, with the exception of a couple, I mean, like, it's not a blanket statement. But, you know, partially it's because of injuries and partially it's because of, of wear and tear or, or stamina or just guys not having the right stuff on the right night. It seems like more of these playoff series are about, hey, how many of your guys have it tonight versus how many of, your, of their guys have it tonight? And so for the most of this like, series and in some ways this playoffs, it's been like either Joel or James. And tonight I felt like we got both of them. And I was having conversations with friends over the last couple of days. I think we may have talked about this where it's like, man, I don't need a feast or famine James night. I need like a, a chicken dinner James night, like a <laughs> solid Monday night dinner, a chicken, maybe a starch, maybe a veg, a nice drink, glass of wine, and we're done. That's what we got tonight was the like the workman like James Harden that actually contributed to a victory. Yeah, it's crazy. He only took eight shots tonight. Like, that's like the most, like the shocking thing. And it's just like, like you didn't, you didn't feel like he played poorly. You didn't feel like he played like 
amazingly great in the same ways that he did, you know, in game one and four. Like you said, it's like a, a chicken dinner night. It's just everything that you need from James Harden. <laughs> he also did the thing that if you're not cheering for Harden, I can tell you this firsthand. I have not. I was not a fan of his when he was playing for Houston. <laughs> I was not a fan of his when he was playing for Brooklyn. But when you see a dude go to the line 10 times, it just changes things because you watch him break Boston mentally with that because they just can't get anything going because this dude will just do the dark arts thing in the lane and snap his head back or get Jalen Brown to foul him on a three-point attempt. And it's, it's just like, I'm sure it's really demoralizing if you're a Celtics player or fan. Yeah, th- that Jalen Brown um, foul, and then I think it was a Marcus Smart foul, like on a three-point attempt, it was just like, it fit, like it just it just sucks the life out of any run that you could make. <laughs> I mean, you you talked a little bit about the Celtics reminding you of a Mori era Rockets team. Uh, who do the Sixers remind you of? Do you feel like this team is discovering it's an an identity, like in this point? Because I think over the years with the MB teams, we've had mm-hmm. various kinds of like feels. Like there was the young gunners that Brett had. There was the mm-hmm. Jimmy version of this team. There are some forgettable Ben, Horford, whoever t- teams. But what's this team about? I mean, people are going to kill me for this, but it's, it's, I look at this team like it's Kobe and Shaq. It's a poor man's version of them. And I mean, that's no disrespect to the Sixers, but I mean, Kobe and Shaq are, you know, Kobe and Shaq. But I look at Joel Embiid and James Harden as Kobe and Shaq. And then everybody else kind of just fills in the gaps. And, you know, Tyrese Maxey, he has that potential to be that, you know, that third guy who can just totally take them over the hump. You know what I mean? I think in today's NBA teams are deeper. But for the most part, you know, this is not a, a t- like you look at the Celtics. They're like one through eight. Yeah. Like all of those guys who, you know, any given night, they kind of can just step up and be the main guy. We don't have that. We have two guys who, who can just overpower you with talent. So that's kind of yeah. how I look at this team. Um. We got to do this, man. We got to mm-hmm. give Doc some praise. And, oh, and yeah. maybe, maybe it's like in contrast to Joe Missoula, who I think is having a tough series. And, mm-hmm. you know, he came out um, mm-hmm. today, I believe, and said, I should have used that timeout. Um, mm-hmm. Or he came out Monday and said, like, he should have used the timeout um, on, on Sunday in the overtime when he let them play. He's, he's not having, like, his best series. Mm-hmm. Doc goes away from McDaniels. He goes with House tonight. House rewards him with a performance that even beyond the numbers was really good, but House comes up for 10 points off the bench, the leading bench scorer on the Sixers. Um, let's talk about it, man. Like Doc, Doc is, is, is taking Joe out in this, in this series. Yeah, I mean, one thing that he did tonight that I found was interesting is that he went to that zone earlier on in the, the first or second quarter just to throw the Celtics off rhythm. Mm-hmm. And he said, like, I mean, he's even saying it in the the um the sideline interview. It's just like we know it's not gonna work all game, but we want to do little things to throw them off the rhythm. And I think you saw that tonight. I mean, so it's just like I I want to give Doc credit for that. Um, because it I might just be good. experience, because like it might just be like a guy game managing, because mm-hmm. there were just little part, part points where I felt like he called the timeout before the bleeding got too bad. You know, when you're playing with a lead like the way the Sixers were for the majority of the game, yeah. I felt like Doc managed that lead really well. He brought Embiid back with like what nine minutes left. Um, is that Embiid's normal 
rotation spot. I think he came back a little early in the fourth. Yeah, I think he came back a little bit earlier. You know what I mean? Like, he really, I think, saw how important this win would be to beat Boston in Boston and have a chance to win the series at home. Uh, I think he really managed this game very well quarterbacking-wise. Yeah, I mean, w- without a doubt. I mean, just I mean, just go in the house. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... Like, to me, House was tremendous. I mean, and I know he was like a minus eight. It just didn't, like, a minus six. It didn't feel that way. It didn't feel that way at all. So um, I thought that was huge. Um, but the end of the day, I mean, as, as, as well as Doc played, I think it comes down to, you know, our guy showed up. Um, you know, Tyrese Maxey was just so huge in this game. Like, I thought, like, for large parts of this series, we were saying it's not a series for Tyrese Maxey. <laughs> yeah, we were saying that on Sunday. <laughs> and so what do you think you saw differently from him today? Or what do you, was it Maxi or was it something that Boston did wrong? This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was... A kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I mean, I think Boss's defense is not, it's not what it was under Ime. Uh, and I think you saw that with the James Harden and, you know, um, Joel Embiid pick and roll. It just felt like they got whatever they wanted when they wanted it. Um, it's just like they haven't changed. Like, I think the Celtics were icing the pick and roll with um, Harden and Embiid. Yeah, and, and then he, was just, <laughs> he would just give it right. Embiid just got the free throw jumper. It felt like eight times. Yeah, like that was there all day. Like, all day. And, I, I mean, I guess that is the type of shot that, you know, icing is supposed to give up. And, you know, you're trading twos for threes. And I guess if the Celtics, you know, are hitting their threes, maybe they're buying that. But at the end of the day, this is, I mean, this is playoffs. You got to get some stops. And it just, it felt like they weren't, weren't getting any stops. And then Maxi, I just, you know, Maxi was hitting a lot of his jumpers tonight. And I, I felt like he was, he, he just remained re- aggressive the entire game. And I think that's all you can ask for. Um, but when you go six for 12 from three, I mean, a lot of those were open looks. 
I want to stay on Joe because mm-hmm. Jokic had 50-something and a loss the other night, and I think mm-hmm. that the playoffs have been kinder to Jokic. I'm tired of deliberating this. Like The, the argument's over, regardless of who you think is a better player, and Embiid won the MVP, so we don't have to relitigate it. I just yeah. want to say, after a bad game one, or bad game two, rather, uh, Embiid has been awesome, and Embiid yeah. was the MVP tonight. Like, for sure. The block on, on Jalen Brown, slamming into the stanchion, rolling back up the other end of the court and getting the foul, I think pretty much broke the Celtics. Like, that was it uh, for yeah. that game. And I felt like he was feeding off of Harden's savvy and Tucker's mm-hmm. heart all night. And, like, those two guys are actually, like, shaping the perfect basketball player in him. And I love it. <laughs> That that's an amazing way to put it. Like I didn't I didn't think about it like that. That is a, a, a absolutely amazing way to put it. Like um, he's getting jacked up when th- like I feel like I'm seeing like a different side of leadership from Embiid, where like you you can see him encouraging people. You can see mm-hmm. him being very aware of game states. It's the it's the Tucker kind of lion in him. But then yeah. it's like also Harden being like, yo, these dudes can't handle you. Go to the ground, and you're just gonna get an extra fifteen at the line. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I, I like. I gotta talk about that block though. I mean, Do it. to me, it it just it just felt like an easy Jalen Brown layup. And if Embiid had given up on that play, I wouldn't even had you know, like for that point in the game, I wouldn't even been had I wouldn't have been mad at it. But for him yeah. to get that and then tap the ball to Maxi, it just I mean, that could be the defining moment of our of our, ser- of our season. Um, of course it could. I, I mean, like, look, like this dude, this is the boogeyman he's playing. He's playing the monster under the bed right now. Like, like these guys have taken him out of the postseason multiple times. And nobody believes that this team can beat the Celtics. It's just almost been like a, a ticket punch that it's going to go Celtics to the finals. And I just think it's pretty amazing to, like, look at this dude kind of start to believe. And tonight was the biggest night because, like, I thought this is the most complete performance 33.7 boards, three assists, four blocks, four turnovers, stayed out of foul trouble, and just seemed crisp all night. He just seemed crisp. He did not seem to be lagging. Yeah, I mean, there was never a moment where you, it felt like he was tired. Um, and I, I think that goes back to the pace of the game. I mean, tonight, what we have, 83 possessions, 81 possessions? It was like, we're just playing a slow-paced game. And I think in a, a slow-paced game, it benefits us in so many ways. because. Um, you know, Rasulu said this on the the Bill Simmons podcast the other night. It's almost like James Harden, with him slowing down the game, he forces everybody to play at his pace. And the yeah. Celtics are doing that. And now you look at the game, end of the game, Embiid's fresh. And the benefit of tonight is Embiid only played 37 minutes. I know. Like, we after, didn't have after to really putting in a huge shift for the overtime game on Sunday. Yeah, we didn't really have to push our guys. Tobias played 30 minutes just because of foul trouble. Yeah. Uh, and then we, we found something with House. Um, like, all of our guys, I mean, other than Maxi, Maxi's the only one who played 41 minutes. Yeah, I mean, it, it's also, like, guys giving contributions that don't necessarily show up in the right, like, the way that you think they should. Like, it, I, I'm not going to write a song about P.J. Tucker tonight with three points and seven boards, but I felt like P.J. Tucker was the person who kept the Sixers locked in on the moment that they were in. And yeah. kept them kind of focused on the fact that, like, yo, you don't get to go up 15 on the Celtics in the Garden very often. Like, we're not yeah. going to let this go. We're not going to get this. And look, 
ultimately at the end of the day, like what happens if Al Horford hits three threes more than, you know, if, if Al Horford goes four for seven or three for seven, like we're, maybe it's a different conversation. But what I saw is like a Celtics team that's kind of at this point, maybe kind of shown the hand that they've got, right? Like yeah. they just, did, they, they are going to do a lot of deliberative dribbling at the top of the key and they're just driving kick. And while Embiid is in the middle, I just feel like they're just like, this drive is actually just solely perfunctory because nobody's going to try and challenge Embiid at the rim. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think there was one possession to where I saw Tatum going towards the rim and he just was like, you know what? I'm good. Just turns around. <laughs> These guys are like literally just like dribbling in and they're like, now nah, I'm going to dribble out and then I'm going to try and make an awkward pass. Now the Sixers offense is not exactly like Pete Carroll Princeton either. Like I'm not saying that. But it's just kind of fascinating to watch Embiid's impact on the game, even in plays where he's not going to get a number. Like, there's not going to be a statistic coming out of this event. It's just him being like, I'm scaring these dudes into turning around and dribbling the other direction. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's absolutely incredible. Um, how do you feel about game six? This isn't how I thought this series was going to go already. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel pretty liberated from it and one of the things that we've talked about over the course of the year is the impact that uh other philly sports teams have on the sixers mm-hmm. and i don't really know what to do with myself with these like if this is another championship run and i'm not trying to jinx it i'm just saying like this has been a great philly sports era right now so yeah. going into game six after tonight i i i don't know man i do do we dare to dream what do you dare to dream I can't. Um, you know, it, it's just funny because the Celtics were in the same position last year. Down 3-2 to the Bucks, They yep. went two straight. But this year just feels different. For me. Um, it just, it really does. I'm not seeing the same Celtics team. Um, is this, a, is game six a must win for the Sixers? Um, I don't know if I'm as like obsessed with home court stuff as I was mm-hmm. at the beginning of this playoffs. I mm-hmm. th- Tonight, is obviously an example of, with no disrespect intended, like that Boston crowd can get knocked off their square a little bit. Same with Philly. Like Philly is not necessarily like cheering their guys on down 18, but I felt like, I don't know what the number was that the Boston crowd was looking for, like get it within this and we'll get back in the game. But Mm -hmm. I was like, yo man, like you're, you're like three or four possessions out of this. It's not that big of a deal. And you guys sound like you're miserable watching these dudes. And so the same thing could go for the Philly crowds like they can they can abandon you if things aren't going well so i'm not i wouldn't be surprised if boston won in philly and i wouldn't be surprised if philly won game seven in boston like i wouldn't like nothing would shock me at this point i don't really know how you predict a series like this i just think it's going to start being much closer now yeah um and i mean the biggest thing for me is that that if this is a closer series i think that works in the sixers favor Like, well, let me, me ask you, let me ask you this. And I sometimes I'm like, are we talking too much about the Celtics here? But like, do you think that there is like another obvious, like for two normal dudes to say, like wrinkle that is there, is there a move that Missoula can make here that we haven't seen? Shoot. I, I don't see one. Like, can, oh, he, can, can he play five guards? Like, can he play the five out? Like, like, Brogdon, White, Smart, Tatum, Brown, and like, can he go small? Can he? Can he? Can, is there anything that he can do? Is it Pritchard playing instead of somebody? Is it one of these? One of these guys going to get benched? Do, like, I don't know. I mean, like, 
they, they played plenty of minutes tonight. Like I, I think it was somewhat of a blowout, so it got kind of mitigated. But Tatum played forty. Like Brown played thirty four, so that's not like really that much. But like, I mean, when do you like say, okay, man, everybody here is playing forty five minutes? I mean, I I personally wouldn't. I can't imagine them going small, just because I just think Embiid is such a force. I mean, he's going to be going to the line all the time, right? And the Celtics are already getting enough threes. That's true. They don't really need to spread the floor more. Right. Yeah. So it's just like, I mean, you it, at that point, it's just diminishing returns and then you're, get, you're giving an advantage to the six. So, I mean, like, I, I don't think Doc necessarily has like an, another card to play. I mean, he did the house for McDaniels thing tonight. There's I, it's really just about minutes and it's about whether or not you can keep it beat fresh for the end of the game. And as long as the Celtics want to play this real walk it, walk it up style with us, like Embiid's going to be bouncier than we've probably seen him to me it just feels like we've reached the, the stage where your stars have to show up and to me like jason tatum these last two games he hasn't been jason tatum yeah like like i mean tonight i mean he had 36 points but it just felt like an empty 36 points based on the way he started the game and i just think so and i i hate you know bill was talking about this on the on the podcast the other day but it's just like it's it's almost like we've gotten to a point where in these NBA playoffs, every game we're talking about how which star could have played better. Right. <laughs> right. And sometimes I think it's a kind of ridiculous and sometimes I think it's actually pretty warranted. Look, mm. like I guess the question is if the Celtics are gonna insist on taking this many threes, they shot thirty five percent from three in the last game they won in game uh three, and mm. then they shot where they shoot from three tonight, they shot 31%. So like, I, it's not appreciably, like it's a couple of threes that they, it just felt like they, they missed all their threes in bunches and allowed the Sixers to get away from them. Uh, and then, unfortunately, they just don't have, they, don't, they can't stop us defensively. Right. So it's just like, to me, when I watch the Celtics team, I see a team that has to win based on their offense. And it's a high variance offense right now. Yeah. And to me, like, like right now, Jalen Brown looks like their best player. And you does he? Jaylen, but does he? Ha, he's even carrying himself like the best player on a team. He's not. But it it it, it feels like like anytime Jason Tatum got twenty seven shots, Jalen Brown got sixteen. Yeah. And I'm not sure that that's the right distribution for you know how those two are playing right now. I'm not sure how, I mean, like, I don't know how those guys are going to, like, solve that in 48 hours. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, to me, I feel like we're watching, and I, I mean, I don't want to, like, jump out the window, but if the Celtics lose this series, and, you know, our Sixers win, I mean, this could be, like, almost the end of an era. Um, I mean, Jalen Brown is a free agent after next year. I mean, you heard the press conference the other night. Yeah. It just, it just feels like I'm, I'm just, I'm watching a Celtics team that's just not the vibes are just all off. Yeah. And when the Sixers have lost, I haven't, I haven't necessarily felt that I've been disappointed. I've been upset, but I haven't been like, man, this team is blowing up in front of our face. Or like, you can tell Harden's got one foot in Texas. It's like, it's not that. And I, I, I feel like, 
I don't know. I don't want to. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not making any predictions. I'm not getting ahead of myself. But uh, no. But you're right though. It, it feels like this Sixers team actually likes each other. You know everything from down to when you know Embiid wins the the MVP. Well, that, but the game we lost is the game that Embiid got the MVP award and was like had his kid running out on the court and was like crazy emotional. Like that's the one game in the last few that we've lost. Yeah. That's true. But I mean, like, even the reaction to him winning the MVP is like, you could tell that these guys just like each other. You know yes. what I mean? And, yes. you know, like, the other day with PJ Tucker, you know, telling Embiid, you got to get it together. It's just like, these guys hold each other accountable. You know, they like each other. I just feel like the vibes are there. And I'm not seeing that from the Celtics. Yeah, there was the thing the whole other day with uh, Harden and Tucker were doing their press conference and Harden was talking about Doc sending him a gospel song that was like seven minutes long. And mm-hmm. Tucker was like, whatever it was, you better listen to it again because we had just won. And it's just yeah. like little stories like that. Maybe they're happening for Boston and I'm not noticing, but it doesn't seem like it. Um, do you take the McDaniels rotational thing to be just like a, your normal playoffs, like guy falling in and out of the rotation? I, just, I mean, I just went to that Lakers game last night and witnessed Lonnie Walker coming out of nowhere and basically like beating the Warriors single-handedly in the fourth quarter. So anything is possible. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I think that's normal rotation stuff. I think you know, I said the other day that I felt like Niang would get more minutes over him, <laughs> just because I just, I mean, it's tough to play a non-shooter in today's NBA. Um, yeah, like I, I think that's just it, it's, it's tough, and especially when you gotta you gotta deal with these Boston this, these Boston wings, which you know they score at will. Um, um, Paul Reed only played seven minutes tonight. Um, I thought he was pretty good crazy. in the seven minutes that he played, though. Yeah, he was. He he definitely was. And he was also spicy. Like he got like he got after some loose balls and got kind of he clocked Jalen once. Like he's he was given a little bit of attitude. I don't know if he was on the floor at the same time as PJ Tucker, but he had a little bit of PJ Tucker in him. Cliff, what are we missing, man? We had some dogs out there tonight. Chris, I'm missing the energy right now. You you're not hype enough for me, man. Like I feel like you're waiting for everything <laughs> to just I feel like you're just waiting for everything to collapse. Like I'm like, we haven't been in this position in so long. This is crazy to me. Yeah, but I, 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 I know what you mean. So you want me all jacked up? You want me to be like Boston Boston can do and one? Because, I'm, you know why? I'm traumatized by this team, too, because I told you I was in that building in 2018 when Bellinelli, the confetti game, when Bellinelli hit the deep two and they thought it was a three and they thought the game was over. Yes. And everything was just, yes. like, downhill from there. Like, I'm traumatized by all of my experiences as a Sixers fan. The Kawhi shot. That the confetti game, the bubble, like the Ben Simmons, you know, trauma. I'll be honest. Some of it is like where you watch it. Like when I watched Game One, I watched it at a bar in Philly called Bad Brother, which fucking rules. It's like my home away from home there, and Uh, mm -hmm. I was like going crazy with everybody we were. I was watching it with. Watching it alone is a little bit weirder, and then also like all the text messages I get are from other neurotic Philly fans being like, "Oh God, oh God." And now it's like, I really am excited. We're a game away from going to the Eastern Conference Finals, taking Joel Embiid, who just won the MVP, to the promised land that he needed to get to, get out of the second yeah. round. But I, I, I'm trying to guard against like getting too cocky or getting too overzealous. And part yeah. of it is also because of the way the Celtics play, and it's just like, they could come out and hit like eight threes in a row in, in Philly on Thursday. I totally agree with you. And we could just be you. going back to Boston. I totally agree yeah. with you. I think, I think they could... T- the thing is, is like we know they could just flip a switch and like not necessarily flip a switch, but we know what they're capable of doing. We know what Brown and Tatum are capable of doing. Like we've seen them torches for years. Right? I've we've seen, seen Horford them. hit five, yeah. five or six threes and just we, be like, oh we, my God, man. We saw Horford come to Philly 
be lost and then go to Boston and then rejuvenate his entire career over again and become a leader, a three-point shooter, play well in the finals last year. Yeah. Like, it, there's so many things that have just been done wrong to us. It's like, it's this is our time now. I feel like it's our time. Like, I don't know why. <laughs> it feels like this is Harden and Embiid and, and Doc Rivers' PTSD. Yeah, like, yeah, they've yeah. had so much yes. heartbreak for all three of them. Like, think about th- the three careers right there, right? You've had Doc Rivers, who's mm-hmm. blown the most 3-1 leads, right? You've had James right. Harden, who's been, you know, known as the, the strip club connoisseur, got his jersey retired in many and different And he's getting cooked down the end of playoff right. series because he's tired Get or it. hurt. And you Get know what? Hurt. When, he bl- when he blocked the Jalen Brown shot, it was 80%. No, it was 20%. I can't believe he made that block, and it was 80%. Please let him get up. That's, that's how I was reacting to it. But the thing is, is I'm not like that with the Eagles and the Phillies. I'm not like a neurotic fan with the Eagles and the Phillies. I, with the Eagles and the Phillies, I'm like, I don't give a shit. Bryce Harper, man, let's just go. But like with yeah. the Sixers, I'm like, oh, my God, something bad's going to happen. Oh, my right. God, he's going to get hurt. Oh, my God, Doc's <laughs> going to fuck this up. You know, it's, just, it's just strange. I don't know how I turned into this person with them. I think it's because we've been sold on the process for so long and we've just been we've seen some dark ass days here. Like, yeah, I, yo, yes. I'll, tell, I'll tell you all this. When I was interning in college at Temple, I interned the season that they won 10 games that year. 10 games, guys. You remember? Yeah, how, I remember how, that. It, yeah. Like, I was there every night, like watching the state. People just go there to get people's like, favorite player was the GM for like <laughs> three years. They were just like talking. They retired. About they retired like Hinky's jersey in a, an establishment in Philly. Like, like honestly, you couldn't give away those those tickets. Like, yeah, you just couldn't give them away. You, like it was could, that bad. When you went on StubHub to buy tickets, the processing fee cost more than the damn ticket. Like that's how bad it's gotten. And like right now, we finally we're finally past the Ben Simmons drama. We're at the brink of eliminating our freaking biggest rival to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. We've been waiting to do because we know we can cook either Miami or the Knicks. You know what I'm saying? Right, so it's right, like babe. slow your roll uh, a little bit. Uh, yeah, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You got, you got. I don't know if I'm we can yeah, cook yeah, Miami. Yeah, yeah, all right. I'm gonna slow down. I'm gonna slow down on all that on all that talk. But y'all know what I mean. Like it's just we. Like I could somewhat see the light right now, and I'm like. Please, for the love of God, can I, we just I, add I, I had this exact Dude. same feeling though that you're describing going into the Atlanta series. Like, you know what I mean? A couple yeah. of seasons ago, like I was like, we got these dudes, and we're going to the. And I was, we're gonna blah blah blah, and I was just like, oh man, are you serious? See, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. Game four gave me the feeling that Cliff has now, and okay. that's why I said Sixers in six. But I just think, for all the reasons that Cliff said. This isn't over yet, yeah. so I'm I'm not Far too excited, over. but I just yeah. I know we got we got two chances. But I felt the excitement that you feel. I felt yeah. that after Game Four because I felt like you know that was a signature win. And a lot of times when you have those signature emotional wins, they drive you to you know this might drive. But to me, Game Four might have driven the Sixers to win the championship, just because. You know, it was a PJ Tucker three they, point play away yeah. from being over. They, they, you, they guys saw, you, saw, you guys saw what our good friends at FanDuel did tonight, right? What? Oh yeah, they're favorite. The, the Sixers are the title favorites at plus three ten, which, which is which is crazy to me. Which is what? super crazy to me. Yes, yes. I thought yeah, the Sixers weren't yeah. even the favorites in this series twenty four hours ago. <laughs> yes, that's that's how much the script has flipped it. Like I don't, I don't know, man. Oh, I got This is either going to be. Like, 48, 48 hours ago, the Celtics were minus 1,200 to win this series. And now the Sixers are the f- title favorites. 
Think think about that. This is either going to be we are either setting ourselves up for a massive heartbreak or just like a celebration of epic proportions right now. Cliff, I would feel differently if it was almost 11 p.m. and I was like, "Yo, this is this is what's up." I there's something strange about watching these games on my own and just waiting for something bad to happen. But well, Yo, I, I yes. need my dudes around me. That's that's so crazy. Like, why are you waiting yeah. for something? Like, I mean, you no, said not waiting it, for something bad. Like but I, I just mean like. It's these series are long and like yeah. I just like, yeah. th- like it, in some ways you're like it's almost like watching a television season where you're just like, all right, I got to get through episodes six, seven and eight so that I can see the real shit in nine and ten. And it's like now I'm ready for nine and ten, but I'm also terrified for nine and ten. I, I, to- yeah. I totally that's a good that's actually a good it's like you get to the end of a totally wire good. season yeah. and you're like someone's going to die in nine and in ten we're going to learn what everything meant and I'm ready for it. But I'm just like. It better not be us dying. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I, but it's also been like, I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's also, they're a funny team. Like, it, they're not a lovable yeah. team when Harden or Embiid is out to lunch. Like, it's not scrappy, yeah. like, oh man, like, look at these dudes trying. You know, it's not, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, uh, you guys suck. Uh, <laughs> and so, like, when, it, when it's good, it's amazing. And when it's bad, it's like, man, not a fan of this. So, uh, you know what it is to me I feel like we're still I see I look at this like we're playing with house money that's good that's, that's and, great and I think that's where it's just like it's, it's hard for me to like wait for something bad to happen because it's like how can I put this um, we were dead <laughs> like you remember when um, <laughs> when um, Samuel Jackson like screamed in the negotiator I'm still alive mother yes. that's how I feel like we were down 105 to 100 with like a minute and 45 seconds left at home. We were cooked. Yeah. I always feel bad, Cliff. I feel like you should put the end of our podcast at the beginning of the podcast because I got to get through all the like, we won 115, 102, and it was just a really solid performance from Maxi. And then we get hype at the end because you guys loosen me up a little bit about this team that does get get me very neurotic. I don't know why, man. It's like no matter world. what happens f- from here, like we weren't supposed to be here. Like we were not. Like it literally. Like you know. Like people are saying on Twitter. Like yo, this, this series should have already been over going into Game Five. Celtics in six, in six, right? That's what everybody was saying, right? Or I mean, five, I mean, pretty yeah. much. Every, I mean, people felt like yeah, that the Celtics. You know, they gave away some games and they 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 created a performance for tonight. You know right. what I mean? So it's just like to me, it's just like yo, we were already dead. And we stole two games on two James Harden triples. Like none of us thought that you know the Sixers were going to win this series coming into it. So to me, it's it's I don't even have to be worried anymore. I feel like the Sixers are the looser team. There's no pressure on it. We got to end it right there. There's no better note to go out on, and we got to get Raheem out the door to get to his next show. Cliff, thank you so much <laughs> for producing us tonight. Uh, I guess we have to do this Thursday in some capacity because I don't know if we got it. We got to be a support group for each other. I'm, I'm excited. I love I love this victory tonight. It was great. Uh, I'll talk to you guys on Thursday night. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to Cliff for producing. We'll talk to you soon.